Hi guys, Happy New Year! It's 2021 and what better way to start this podcast, Speak Your Gut Out, with something different. And to do that, we have Dr. Tim Arrington, who is the founder and owner of Total Health Chiropractic. And you may be asking, what is the connection between chiropractic and gut health? Well, stay tuned to find out. start from a little bit of a self-introduction but I do want to draw this out from your LinkedIn profile. You mentioned that a healthy spine means a healthy nervous system which affects every single organ in your body. So tell us what is this philosophy of yours and then uh, a little bit of your story and your background. Hi Dr. Tim. Yeah. Hi. Hi Sun. Uh, delighted to be here. Um, I feel like I've got so much to share with you today because when you came on and asked me to talk about the gut, I thought, great, because normally I'm speaking about pain, and that's why people normally come to see me. Um, but obviously, when people come in with, with pain, there's already something wrong. And I'm really a huge proponent um, of, of avoiding the problems rather than wait, waiting for them to arrive. So we are, as chiropractors, we're really looking at prevention. Um, and balancing the body. Um, so, a little bit, well, just a little bit about myself, myself I suppose. Uh, I've been in Singapore for 10 years. Uh, I came from Spain. And when I came from Spain, I, I realized that the, the health of the people in Spain, who incidentally, quite recently were voted the, um, well, statistically, the healthiest people on the planet, um, and that is because of several factors. They tend not to let stress build up in their bodies. They have a more relaxed way of life. And of course, they have the, that, that, that famous Mediterranean diet, mm. which is re really, really kind on the system. And when I came to Singapore, I realized that not only there was problems with nutrition here, even though we have arguably the best food in the world, um, or so, so we certainly have the most varied food in the world, mm. um, but there's a terrible problem with the alignment of people's spines, which is which is really at the forefront of my of, of my focus. You see, your brain, our, our central nervous system, controls everything, and of course, the brain has got to communicate with the body, and it does it does that through the spinal cord, which is inside the vertebra of the spine. And as the central nervous system passes through the spinal column, it has to branch out to go to all the organs and all the tissues and all the cells of the body. If there's any misalignments of the vertebra, then the little holes that, that allow the nerves to, to leave the spine, they can become occluded and there can be irritation or pressure on nerves. Obviously, if you have a nerve that's under pressure, then this can affect the function of whatever is at the end. So nerves are either going from the brain to the cell or from the cell back to the brain. So these, this is either irritation. This is causing irritation or distorted messages um, that the body, the brain is giving to the cells or... The brain is receiving distorted messages. And of course, 
the body is a miracle of evolution and it really is almost perfect. I say almost, there are a few design defects, but not too many. Most of us, genetically, are pretty perfect. And that's because of the way that we have developed over the, over the years. And basically the strong have survived to reproduce. Mm -hmm. So our genes have got stronger and stronger, if you like. But the problem is our lifestyle has got worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And we now have a situation where 80% of people, especially in these modern countries, Singapore is certainly one of those, 80% um, of people are suffering from degenerative conditions which are unnecessary. So mm -hmm. that's four out of five people have degenerative conditions. And I'll bring this to the gut, the gut in a minute, but of, of that 80%, less than 5% can be attributed to genetics. So really, you know, it, 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 the lifestyle we live is deciding or choosing our path. And just like, and most of it is, you know, we didn't know. You know, we haven't been educated. They don't teach this stuff at school. This is why my outreach program is, is, is so important to us. We, we've got so much to share because um, it's all, we, people need to know this stuff. And you can choose everything you do in life. You can choose the healthy way of doing it or the unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Now, the unhealthy way may be more enjoyable, but ultimately, it's probably going to lead you astray. And so the chiropractic is really about, about restoring and then maintaining balance in the system. And of course, that word is homeostasis. My definition of disease is when the body cannot re-establish homeostasis. Gut is like the, ga the gateway to our health. Absolutely. I think you touch on the gut as our second brain. I'm going to ask you that in a minute. But uh, um, how, in, actually, I discovered you is actually, I brought my 14-year-old daughter to visit your uh, clinic for a first checkup um, to, for some of her back issues. And then I came right. home and then saw one of your newsletter talking about gut, of all things, that I'm really <laughs> totally fascinated about. So I'm glad that you are doing this outreach and you immediately agreed to come on my podcast to share to more people. I agree. More people should know about it and take preventive mm -hmm. steps before it's too late. Like you said, four out of five people will have a degenerative condition. And we're going to touch a lot about that, you know, inflammatory diseases, yeah. how it manifests from the gut. And it takes many years yeah. before you actually see signs and symptoms. So I hope people stay tuned. And yeah, maybe you can start with telling us about the notion of feeling versus function. Could you walk us through, Dr. Tim? Okay, well, I think that this, that's a good question. You know, my, in my last career, I was an engineer. Mm -hmm. And, and one, of, one of the, the most important philosophies or, or mindsets of an engineer is basically structure determines function. If you have good structure, that means everything is, is working and everything is in alignment, mm -hmm. then the machine's going to work well. And... I, I, I tend to apply a lot of my engineering mindset mm -hmm. to the human body, and, and it's worked famously for me for, you know, for a couple of decades. And when I restore the function to the human body, which to me is just a collection of moving parts, 
the machine works better and people feel better, pain, pain is diminished. Um, when you look at the, the nervous system, and of course pain is a very, very, very important function of the body. If we didn't, if we didn't experience pain, we would probably destroy ourselves. Um, and in, in fact, that is, that's a no-brainer. We know that. It's been proven. Um, but if we look at the nervous system, the, the pain nerves are, are way less than 10% of our nerves. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones that get people's attention. And this might be pain in, pain in the neck, pain in the low back, or, or pain in the gut. It doesn't matter. Th- these nerves are doing a very, very important job. They're bringing us to, to our attention the fact that something's wrong. Mm. And, of course, the medical profession, who are amazing at what they do, have got a slightly different paradigm. But people come in in pain and discomfort, so they, they have the pill for the condition. So what they tend to do, and they're under a lot of pressure of time, and they, they, they're, 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 their patients want to get better. They want to feel better. They want to feel better. So the medical profession, they tend to name the condition, and then they blame something on it, and then they, they try to tame it. They name it, blame it, and then tame it. And mm-hmm. it's sort of the, the, the way they look at it. And, um, of course... It's um, treating the symptom, the, the, not, the the, not the root cause, right? It's just treating the symptoms? They're treating yeah. the symptoms, Not the root yeah. cause. And yeah. they're under an awful lot of pressure of time and everything, mm-hmm. and, and they do a very, very important job. But, but, but really... We need to get to the root cause of the problem. And as, as chiropractors, we're not in that naming game. You know, in fact, many chiropractors, even I will say this myself, I tend not to treat any condition because I don't want to be taken down that route. What I want to do is I always look for areas of dysfunction. Why is the body not working properly? And then if we restore function, and then the body will tend towards health. You know, we, we've, we've got this amazing genetic blueprint that made us into to really the most perfect adults. And we have this, this intelligence inside us that knew how to build us from two cells into that magnificent adult that you are, right? Mm. And it builds you, and then that intelligence lives strong and, and loud inside you. It's got the, it, it built you. It didn't desert you, it's still there, and it knows how to heal you. It's doing that. It's replacing your cells every single day. But remember, if we if we are in homeostasis, then the body will has got this knowledge, this intelligence that will tend to bring us back back into balance. Balance mm-hmm. is health. Loss of balance, loss of homeostasis is disease. So when you when you ask me between feeling feeling and function, then you know feelings are great. Um, but really, we've got to don't just treat the feeling. We've got to look at the function, functionality of what's going on inside us. Uh, and then, of course, there's a lot going on. You know, we are quite complicated, but we can actually simplify it by getting the basics right. Um, if you think of something like, uh, do you know Pareto's principle? No. Have you heard of the the uh, principle of Pareto? So, but he basically. He was, a, I think, an Italian philosopher in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. But he realized that people get 80% of their results from 20% of their action. Mm-hmm. And if we tend to simplify the body just a little bit and just get the basics right, 
then you're more than you're more than eighty percent there. Um, so when I think about health, I go straight to Pareto's principle and I say, right, let's just get the basics right. Mm. And then before we know it, people are starting to feel better. They're starting to move better. They're starting to think better, sleep better, digest better, and they're, they're tending back towards health. Right. So it's you know there's um it's kind of a, I've sort of try and protect myself from the complexity of physiology by working with the basics first. And by the time we once we get all the basics right, usually we don't have to get down to the you know, the tiny things because the body wants to heal. If you take right. if you take the allostatic load off the body, you know you take the rocks out of the backpack that we're all carrying around. Then the body will take a huge sigh of relief, and it will tend back towards health. So, is there one Sorry, size fits fits all? Yeah, what is there one size fits or kind of basic things people need to get right? Or it's different for different people? Because I, I'm going to ask you, what are some of the observations you see well, from your patients? Yeah. You know, everybody is different, but you know, we've basically we've come from the same place. If we break us down, we're just a bunch of hydrocarbons. You know, we live in a gravity environment. We've got similar physiology. Um, you know, you and I, if we if we compare genes, they would be almost identical. I guarantee it. Mm. And uh, you know, and they'll also look very similar to an earthworm as well. You know, where it's it's we just have to get the basics right. And if you if you get those right, then you know you really are way more than halfway there. Nobody is perfect. We all have our little idiosyncrasy. But you know, most of those 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 little genetic differences will only will manifest in certain circumstances. One of the big things that that science talks about now is epigenetics, and our genes, which are switches, will tend to switch on or off according to the the environment. And the the more conducive to health the environment, the better the result. By our genetic manifestation of health or disease. Mm. Now, you, you mentioned about a lot of your patients that you see have digestive issues. You know, we heard about irritable bowel syndrome, constipation, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So, these are very common um, terms, but yet not many people fully understand that. Very people understand fully understand that. So, maybe you can help us by walking it through, and then. What are some of the observations you see from your patients? These are really, really common. Mm. I, I, I'm going to go as far as to say when I was young, I don't remember anybody having these symptoms. I hardly remember anybody with an autoimmune disease, um, which is where the body's attacking itself. Mm. I don't remember too many people where I come from, which is the north of England, and you know, a farming community where we were, we were sort of brought up covered in bugs and bacteria, you know, from, from the soil, we used to play in the dirt. <laughs> mm. I don't remember anybody having any kind of bronchial, you know, allergies or anything yeah. like that. I don't remember anybody having rashes and stuff, you know. I don't remember anybody having autism. I don't remember, you know, it's, you know, it's a very different world we're living in. Um, in America now, um, you know, I've, I've got way more stats from America than anywhere else. Um, in, in, in America, 20% of adults have got irritable bowel syndrome mm. to some degree. Um, you know, that is, that is not a very nice way to go through your life with irritable bowel syndrome. 
But when you talk to a medical doctor that, about it, they don't really know why it happens. Um, you know, because I work with people with IBS quite a lot, I've got a fair idea of what one of the major causes is, which is disruption in the nerve supply. Because oh, wow. when we when we take pressure off the nervous system and release the the energy, the flow between the communi communication system between the gut and the enteric nervous system, which is that part of the nervous system which, which reports back from the gut to the brain. When we take pressure off that and take away the irritation, then IBS, it doesn't always clear up, but by God, it's way, way better. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I know that a major part of it is the nervous system. I know that. Um, and if we think about the nervous system, what is what would be a major reason for it? This is a very stressful world. Most people that I know spend most of their time with their sympathetic part of their autonomic nervous system firing all the time. If we know that we've got different parts of our nervous system, I touched on it before mm -hmm. that we've, we've got a we've got a sensory nervous system, we've got a motor nervous system which moves our muscles, our arms right. and legs, um, but then we've got the autonomic nervous system which which basically controls all all the functions of our body, all our organs, all our viscera, uh, and and literally half of that autonomic nervous system um, is the enteric nervous system which is for the gut. Mm -hmm. There's as many nerves wrapped around your your intestinal tract as there are in your spinal cord. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's quite a fascinating thing. There's a huge amount of the body's function comes from the gut. So when things aren't quite right, quite imbalanced, it very often manifests in the gut. So IBS is something that people get quite a lot. You know, a lot of people will get it at some, some stage in their life if they're feeling stress, or maybe, or or maybe, um, maybe 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 Christmas is being too jovial. You know, we've got too we're too we're too we're too full of stuff that's not good for us. Mm. Um, and you know, we can touch on on what 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 that might consist of in, in a moment. So that's IBS. And then we've got all the inflammatory conditions. Mm -hmm. um, there is, you, you, you understand, I'm sure, that you realize that almost every condition has got itis on the end. Nearly, nearly every disease has got itis on the end. And itis means inflammation. Mm -hmm. So inflammation is one of the main causes of all disease. So we've got to, we've literally got to try and have an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, and this inflammation manifests in many, many, many ways. One of them, when it when it gets in the gut, when there's damage to the gut, then it becomes inflamed. So you get things like inflammatory bowel disease. Um, that can be you can get something called Crohn's disease, mm. which is actually autoimmune when the body's actually attacking the the lining of the gut. Like, uh, we'll talk about why, well, probably the major cause of that in, in a moment. Um, and then you've got something called colitis. Again, what is colitis? In itis on the end, so it's inflammation of the colon. Mm. So, you know, what is causing that? Well, it's the, it's the big stresses. Um, you know, what are the big stresses that go into the gut? Well, you've got the stress of stress itself coming through the autonomic nervous system. 
when that is applied to the gut, then the autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, when that fires, it's due to a stress. The body thinks the body's under attack by some kind of saber-toothed tiger or, or whatever. And it's basically shunting all the blood from the viscera to the organs so you can fight or flee. And so what happens is the gut is actually, the functioning of the gut is closed down. Because if you're fleeing a tiger, you don't need digestion because it's, it's, it's hugely expensive in terms of how much energy goes into your digestion. So the body doesn't need it if it's dealing with the stress. Mm. So it shuts down. So you lose motility. You lose all the secretions. The, the secretions of bile, which breaks down the fat. Secretions of HCL in the stomach. And, you know, this is why people end up getting acid reflux and things like that. You know, this is the, when, they, when the, the function of the gut is shut down, effectively shut down due to stress, then it's only a matter of time before some, some kind of um, condition or disease will, will manifest. Again, you, go, you get back to the, the, the simplicity of thinking like a character. Rather than try to treat those individual things that have been named with, with drugs or, or, or supplements, let's just take the stress off the, off the system. Let's give the gut a break. Mm-hmm. The great thing about the gut and this is one of the reasons why we see such amazing results in our clinic, is that when we give the gut a break, it heals, it can heal actually very quickly because the the lining of the gut, which is only one cell thick, is changing those cells very rapidly. Mm. Every four or five days, the cells, this is the intestinal membrane, which is the, the, the it's the, it's the, it's the barrier between inside the body and outside the body. It's the thing that regulates what, what comes into the body, good or bad. Then these cells are breaking down because of the stresses, but they're being replaced. If we, if we give the, the gut a chance to regenerate, you know, be, be kind to it. Maybe, maybe detoxify. Maybe do some meditation to improve your sleep. Mm. These things will help the body heal. And then you don't really always have to treat the name disease. Right. If you just get the, just do the basics to get the body back into health. It, um, it's very encouraging, you know, I said, yeah. I, I just I, want to repeat said, that, you know, every four or five days, your cells in your gut regenerate itself. So there is hope, actually, for people yeah. dealing with these yeah, conditions. I mean, yeah. The food that we have put, that we put into our bodies... Much of it is not food. These are food-like products mm-hmm. that have been created in industrial plants, probably in other countries. They're not really that concerned about our health. They're worried about shelf life. They're worried about profitability mm-hmm. and the bottom line so that they can pay their shareholders. And we, we put stuff into our body that we wouldn't feed to our dog or our cat. Mm. And we give this food to our kids as well. Um, so, you know, we've got to go. It's, these are products that the body doesn't really recognize. Um, these are real stresses. And there are, there are products that people have every single day. You know, for, for example, gluten. Gluten is something that wasn't in our diet as a species um, a few hundred years ago. It was introduced 
when we were hunter gatherers, we weren't we weren't picking little bits of grain and eating it. Mm. You know, we were eating berries and you know what have you. But then we industrialized agriculture, and it became very convenient to feed the masses to indu- to industrialize the farming of grain. And then it got worse. We then genetically modified it. So now we have gluten, which is not recognized by by us. We don't have this. Uh, the same system as a cow. We don't have a second stomach mm. like a cow does. We're not designed to eat these grains or, or grasses. They, they allow this fermentation process in their, in, their, in their first stomach that allows it to then be digested. So it's become a problem for us. And we put these grains in, in, into our system and it damages the lining of our gut. And every time we have these grains, it rips little holes in, in our gut. And, and these are being repaired all the time. Mm. And when we're young and, and we're fine, it's okay. But eventually, there's, there's too many rocks in our backpack. There's, back, there's too much, too much, we're carrying too much of a, of a load, if you like, a stress load. Then gradually, we're not able to, to repair. Mm. And then we've got this problem, which has now, um, is, now is just starting to be recognized. Um, as a profession, many doctors of natural health all over the world have recognized it for quite a few years now. But it's the, it's, it's the, the notion of leaky gut. Mm. The, I guess the, the proper name for it is intestinal permeability. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's now, there is no doubt. There are many doctors that don't really recognize it. Um, and it, this is something that has to be addressed. Because the average person now, has got a leaky gut to some extent. And mm. um, I think that we all need to give our guts a break every now and again, maybe detoxify, and, and let, the, let the little holes that are allowing the toxins into our body allow those holes to heal. So I guess back to leaky gut, I, um, you know, this whole notion of le- less is more perhaps ring true. Rather than putting on more food and medicine into our guts, and our, our whole body system, we're taking the stresses out. I really like that idea so that people can remember, you know, it's not everything that you load up into your body is good or it's not just choosing to eat yeah. better food, but sometimes it's taking it out. Less is more, um, not stressing it out, maybe cut off meat, cut off alcohol, mm. smoking. So these are li- choices, lifestyle choices that, uh, so mm, you know, what, what I mean, can people do? Yeah, so... Having been in this sort of mindset for, for 20 years now, um, when people have got real gut problems that come to see me, and normally they're, they're not, they haven't come in because of, their, because of their, their gut issue, they've come in because they've got pain. Um, the pain that they get in their low back can quite easily be manifest, a manifestation of, of a problem uh, that's happening in the gut quite easily. And it's very normal that when people come in, and we adjust their spines, and we take pressure off nerves, and we, we realign joints, so, so we've got better blood flow, we've got better lymph flow. The lymph system is how the body cleans itself out, mm. how it detoxifies. Once we have better alignment, better movements, then all sorts of things can start to heal. And the, the gut is a, a major, major, major part. It was Hippocrates, so if you was the Greek philosopher. Yeah. He's, he's been famously known as the father of medicine. 
um, he said all those years ago uh, that all disease begins in the gut. Yes. And as a chiropractor, the reason I got more interested in the gut, when I was younger, and I, I was working with people in Spain, when I fixed their spine, pretty much everybody got better mm. because they had, they had this Mediterranean lifestyle, low in stress, high, high in antioxidants. They had a healthy either plant or seafood-based diet. The quality of their meat, you know, it's more likely to have come from pastures. There was less toxins. There was less hormones in their, in their meat, etc. These people were having much healthier import of food. So they, di they didn't have so many gut issues. So when I fixed their spines, they got better from all sorts of things. But since I've come to Singapore, I'm realizing that not only do I have to fix the spine, I've got to help people fix the gut. So I, I've really started to study it more and more. There are um, amazing practitioners there who are following something called functional medicine. Yes. And these people have really looked into how the functioning of the body. Some of them are medical doctors, some of them are naturopaths, many of them are chiropractors. But these are people who are really going the extra mile because they can really help people get, get the basics right. When I started to realize that we've got to fix the gut, I, I put together a, sort of a, a, very, a very basic protocol that has, has helped so many people. If we, if we think about things that we put into body, to our body, so food, obviously things that are going to upset the body. So dairy is an antigen that's not, it's not well accepted by many, many humans. Mm. I think, I, I think I'm one of those. I don't tend to do as well if I'm dr eating or drinking lots of milk. I don't take milk anymore. I haven't for 20 years. And w but when I do, I can feel my throat tighten a little bit. I took my daughter off dairy, and her sinuses cleared, totally cleared out. And we were worried about her hearing. We took her off dairy. Her sinuses cleared out, so the medical people had to, could then cancel the operation to remove her tonsils, wow. which incidentally is part of her immune system. So dairy is one you take out. Gluten, I've mentioned, you take that out. The three culprits are wheat, barley, and rye. But mm. then all grains have gluten. The worst, the worst offenders by a mile is wheat, so that's the number one. But all grains. So if you've really got some kind of gut issue, I would take all grains out, um, and, and that includes rice. Uh, uh, this is just for the for the first week of my little protocol. I take out dairy, gluten, grains, soy, which is 99% genetically modified nowadays. I would take that out. You know, beans have a lot of effect on people. I, I would also take out eggs, and I would take out peanuts. These are antigens for a great many people. So again, thinking of that 80-20 principle, if we, if we address these, these problems, that's going to help the greater proportion of people. And when, when most people have taken those out, then they tell me that they're, they're missing certain foods already, but they do feel better. I would then say, okay, let's, let's start replacing them one day at a time. So day one, you might put back dairy. And, and you could keep a diary. How do you feel? Well, I still feel great. Okay. 
maybe dairy wasn't a problem. So then you put back gluten. Then you then you could pop back the next day the rice. And then you could pop back some soy and you know, you put them back over the week. Mm. And then you you're basically you're being cognizant, you're being aware of your body. Um, you're clocking the effects mm. and see if that's had an effect. At the same time, as during that second week, I, you know, these are people who've got intestinal problems. Mm. So I would, I would also teach them what prebiotics to take. So these are foods that are going to feed the good bacteria in our gut. And I would, I would ask them to take some probiotics, which is basically, so what we'll do is we're addressing the balance between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria in our gut. Um, we've got to really think of ourselves in, as an ecosystem. And this is an ecosystem that consists of about 70 trillion cells. Mm. These are our own cells. But within that ecosystem of 70 trillion cells, we have 10 times as many bacterial cells in our gut. You know, it, it's quite outstanding. It's, when I first realized that, I thought, oh, my God. We are more bacteria than we are human. And if we look at the, the genes in our body, we are only a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the genetic information in our body. And all that bacteria that is in there is in there for a purpose. It's there to help us, to help us digest, to help us break down our food into all the little chemicals that we need to absorb. That bacteria builds vitamins and it helps release minerals from, from our food that we can ingest. Mm. But we don't want to be taken over by bad bacteria. So if we lose the balance of that bacteria, then that will always, always, always lead to intestinal problems. And, that, and, and there is no ending as to how bad that can be. Mm. Because any problem with the gut can manifest in autoimmune conditions, of which when I first started, there was 88 of them named. Now there's well over 100. And so medicine has identified and named, and there is only one known cause, loss of homeostasis, mm -hmm. loss of natural balance in the body. What, what is actually happening? What is causing our immune system to attack ourselves that protect us? Obviously, we've got the acid in our stomach, that 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 prevents bad things getting in. So and then would you say that the acid reflux, just pause for a second, um, the acid reflux would be very, very early signs of gut issues? Would you say that? Oh, I'm just trying to connect the uh, dots between acid reflux, yeah, okay. leaky so, gut, so and the autoimmune disease. Yeah. yeah, acid reflux, which is en enormously common, is basically when you've got a backup of the acid. Mm -hmm. It's very rarely due to too much acid. Mm -hmm. And usually it's due to, I know this sounds counterintuitive, but there, are, there is not enough acid being produced. So the body is not able to digest. So, so the food backs up. Okay. I always so, thought it's too much so acid in your stomach. It's no, the, the, no, the, no, no, it's no, no. Opposite again, is true. Okay. Again, it's the opposite. Right. I think taking taking medication. So you, the two types of medication that are very common. One is the is antacids. Yeah. So you're basically putting strong alkaline in there to balance it. Mm. 
Mm. So you now you now don't have an alkaline stomach. So you're 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 now adding to the problem because now now your body is digesting food even worse. And then you've got PPIs, which are proton pump inhibitors. Again, that's stopping the production of acid. And now you've got a, an even bigger problem mm. because you already had not enough acid. So, you know, what is causing that loss of digestion? Well, usually it's stress. Remember, stress inhibits the digestive system. When we relieve stress and and maybe relieve other stressors, which might, which might be toxins or... Uh, infection or, or whatever. Mm. When we and you call them the, the guts great stressors, right? You gave them a name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, know, you can think about what they are. You know, there's stress, GMO, there's toxins, mm. there's, chem- there's chemicals. Environmental triggers. Medication. Mm. Medication. You know, th- th- again, this is a great stressor to our gut. I, w- I was connecting the dots to autoimmune. Correct. So just to really simplify it, if we have... If we have got a leaky gut, which means that the the intestinal membrane, the wall of the gut, has been breached, then undigested proteins mm-hmm. can get through into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And also toxins can get through into the bloodstream. So think about that. Those toxins can go around the body. So they can go, they will go to the liver and give us liver disease. They can breach the brain blood barrier and give us problems with, with the brain. So think dementia, think Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Again, this is a toxic load breaching the blood-brain barrier. Again, that's direct effect of leaky gut. And then we've got these undigested proteins that go all over the body. Mm. The immune system recognizes them as something that shouldn't be there, and it will mount an immune response, which it remembers. Now, there is something called molecular mimicry. If those proteins, which very often have come from animals, are similar to any of the proteins in our bodies, and of course we too are animals, then if then there's a good chance that our immune system will recognize our own tissues as something that it will attack. So those proteins that shouldn't be there, that are going around in their blood, if they mimic the synovial membranes of our joints, then the immune system attacks our joints and we've got rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. If it attacks our thyroid, then we've got Hashimoto's, thyroiditis. If it, if it attacks the lining of our, of our neurons, we have multiple sclerosis. If it attacks our muscles, then we've got fibromyalgia. There's too many. But I could, you know, there's rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, I think this is um, the most worrying part for me listening to your talk a few weeks ago, right? The key takeaway yeah. is it can go there if you're not careful, right? If you're in your 40s, yeah. 50s, there are high risks that you're going to head that direction. But what can you do to stall yourself now? Yeah. yeah, and so really, you know, back to basics. Make sure your immune system is working as well as it can. Make sure your, your nervous system is without irritation or it's, it's allowed to do what it wants to do, make sure you're, you you give the gut what it needs and try and remove what it really doesn't need. You know, again, thinking like a chiropractor, you know, if, I could, if I could get the population to think like a chiropractor, oh my God, the difference it would make 
to the health of a population. We have choices in everything we do, everything we put in our mouth. Mm. We've got choices in our postures we, and, and lifestyles and how we think. And everything we do is it, it either, either tips the, the seesaw one way to yeah. disease or to vitality and longevity. And I, I like to think that I'm playing the long game. And it's not it's day. not how many more years you can live, but to to live a quality life, right? No, so you know, I I, I think a lot about longevity. It's something that <laughs> I find important to me because I have a lot to do in life. But it's not just living a long time with lots and lots of conditions. Exactly. And unfortunately, many people are suffering in their thirties, and they will still live live till they're almost 90. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, they've, they've just suffered for 50 to 60 years unnecessarily. And, you know, it's not really the best way to go through life. Yeah. And you know, life's there to be embraced, it's to be celebrated every single day. And of course, we as adults, we lead the next generation. And, you know, they learn a little bit from school, but they learn one hell of a lot from their parents. And a lot of things which are said to be genetic, it's not genetic. You're just making the same mistakes as your parents. Right. The parent taught the kid how to cook. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you know, when I go into a hawker market, before I even ask, they give me a plate and they put a huge, great big dollop of white rice on it. First thing I say, can you remove the rice, please? I don't need all that. Mm. I'm just going to power myself up with, with ideally steamed vegetables, and then have some have some protein on the side, mm. a little bit of a little bit of spicy gravy because I'm a spicy kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that's that's my meal. That's my default right. in that sort of situation. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really it's it it, it I, I really do believe that that. that our generation have got a huge responsibility in teaching our kids. Because what we're doing, if we think neurologically, we're setting the stall out for their life. Whatever habits that they get, habits are things that are programmed into the subconscious, things that you do habitually, things you do without thinking. Mm. And until you get this tuned in to vitality, the desire to be healthy, and, and then and then think about it and just get the basics right. Get the basics right. You've, you know, the ba you have to sleep well. Mm. You have to sleep well. You have to sleep well. I said that three times. It's so important. That's when the body heals. That's when we when we get into deep sleep. That's when the body releases all these growth hormones. That's when our kids grow. That's when we as adults. That's when we heal. That's when our gut. Our gut lining heals when we're in deep sleep. Mm. So that's fundamental. So it's just, it's again, it's thinking like a chiropractor. And this is, this is why I spend a lot of time talking, <laughs> writing, trying to communicate. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think I learned a lot. I hope other people do too, that they pick up uh, some useful nuggets here and there, like you said, back to the basics. I love that you have to have the desire to be healthy. I think we have to yeah. start from there. You have to have this yes. urge and this fire in your belly to do something for yourself. Self-care uh, yeah, is so important. Exactly. Yeah. Get that mindset right. And this is a really good time 
because we've got the holiday season coming up. You know, we've almost got Christmas, then we've got Chinese Chinese New Year. Um, I, I said myself that I'm going to be I'm going to relax some of my rules a little bit so mm. I can enjoy myself. But you know, come January, come February, you can you can bet I, I will be I will be doing a detox. Yeah. And I I passionately believe that everybody should do a bit of a detox every single every single year. Now that's the minimum. Right. But listen to your body. Right. Our body's communicating with us all the time, and those symptoms which that you might call irritable bowel syndrome, or 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 it might be belching or bloating, or or it could be stomach spasm. You know, what are these things? Well, these are symptoms. It's the body trying to do something. But you know, we as intelligent people should think a little bit more deeply about what's going on. Thank you. And, uh, Th thank you for echoing my message even louder that the body is communicating <laughs> with you. That's the whole point why I'm doing this podcast. Um, yeah, good. yeah. yeah I, I think it's great that you're doing this because um, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're asking good layperson's questions. Yeah. So what you're doing, you're, you're sort of making me to talk in a simplistic way. Mm -hmm. and, and try and explain it in a way that, that the average person, you know, don't talk to me about computers and software, and, <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, you know, I, exactly. I, you know, that just goes right over my head. Um, yeah. You know, I need those experts in my life, and, and when it comes down to the body, we all have got the same basic system. Unfortunately, we didn't come with an instruction manual. We, we have to make it up as we go along. We try and we try and learn this stuff on the hoof, but many people don't even think about their gut until they've got a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't want to, um, to take this serious topic lightly. It's really something worth pondering about, you know, in terms of the autoimmune disease. That's why I really ask you to elaborate a lot on that and the manifestation from gut issues, from early signs of acid reflux and all that. So really thank you for your time, Dr. Tim, for walking us through. I appreciate your wisdom and your expertise. Is there one sort of parting uh, advice you want people to really pay attention to before we wrap this up? Because we can go on and on <laughs> on this topic. <laughs> we, can. we can go on. Yeah. So, okay. So I've got one thing that I would like people to think about. First of all, mindset, right? You've got to get the mindset right. Mm -hmm. So whatever we do consistently becomes our habits. And obviously our habits drive our behaviors, we drive our outcomes. When, when it comes to making New Year's resolutions, let's really start to think about our habits. Let's, try, let, let's get our mindset in, in a place that can start to create some good habits. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I want people to think about, think of ourselves as an ecosystem think of our gut as an ecosystem that is that is full of, of livestock things that are alive that are there to help us and when we feed ourselves right we are just, we are not only feeding ourselves but we are feeding a hundred trillion bacteria mm. and if we if we feed ourselves with good stuff then our bacteria will literally look after us and it's, 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 if you think about the food that we put into our bodies, where did that come from? Is it a product of chemical agriculture or is it, has it come out of real soil? Mm. Oh, we need the bacteria. We need it. And so we need, so that's really what I want to think. 
think of ourselves as an ecosystem and make sure your plant is coming, your, your food is coming from natural sources. Mm. That's, I think that's probably my, my best advice. Then, of course, as a chiropractor, then make sure your, your, your body is in alignment so your nervous system can, can do what it wants to do, which is control everything. Right. I guess it's be kind to yourself, right? And uh, feed yourself, uh, feed your soul. You want to feel happy when you're eating and not feel like you're forcing yourself. And I guess back to the desire to be healthy, it really ties back to um, making a choice when you go to the market, you know, whether you want the white rice or the brown rice. It can be as simple as that. It's baby steps along the way. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if I could say one more thing. I think this world now is so far out of balance and there are so many influences on ourselves driving us away from balance and homeostasis. Mm. Uh, if we are not proactively looking after ourselves, then those influences will take us towards disease. And I think the 80% of people that end up with these degenerative conditions could have done more. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I do wish that more people and more children know about the diseases, how it can get really bad. I mean, I lost my parents to chronic illnesses. So if I had known better, I was also growing up, right? I could have done a lot more. So I couldn't agree more. And on that yeah. note, I wish more people, more children, uh, parents or children do just talk, just um, spread the message. Good eating habits start at home. Also, you know, make sure that your posture is right. I'm sitting right straight right now. And yeah, make sure alignment, your central nervous system, it's, it's well taken care of. Thank you so much, Dr. T. You are very, very welcome. I enjoyed it. You are quite pleasant. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas. And, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year.